Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. Even though we've done this again and again and again, every time we finish a home renovation, we think, oh, maybe I would have done this differently. And oh, I'm so glad that we did this. So that's what John and I are tackling today on Heart of the Home podcast. We're breaking down our latest home renovation, the Stag Reno, and we're talking about the five things we did right and the five things we think maybe we should have done a little differently. Hey guys, I'm jumping in for a minute to tell you about today's sponsor, Stag Design. Stag Design gives you beautiful products you can mix and match effortlessly to create your perfect home. Use the code Heart of the Home for $10 off your next purchase. At Stag Design, we believe home is what we make it. You can find us at stagdesignshop.com. That's Stag with two G's. So first we're tackling the five things that we think we nailed. We're patting ourselves on the back a little bit. And I think just to start out, I think we have a lot to pat our backs about on this project because I think this may be a tip too. We spent a lot of time planning Planning. this renovation. And I'm so glad that we did because we thought through where every plug should go, where every, you know, cable or internet jack should go, where every light should go. Just the lighting alone, I was going to say, you know, your lighting schedule, you cannot underestimate the importance of nailing down all of your lighting schedule before you start doing anything because it affects everything. Every can, every pendant, every sconce, every... You know, you don't want too many cans. You want layers of lighting. You want light switches that you can affect. You know, if a lamp's plugged in, you want to be able to turn that on and off. Oh, I just thought of another thing that we did wrong. But we can talk about that in a minute. (laughs) Okay, but let's talk about the things we did right first. Yeah, so the biggest overall tip is take a lot of time planning and thinking through what you want your space to look like, feel like, come together like. So... I think we did a really good job planning, but that's not number one of five. What's number one? Number one is um, raising the roof of our place in a couple of spots, pitching the ceiling and, you know, adding adding those changes to the roof line. Yeah. So the exterior of our house, when we bought it, so this is confusing, but our original house was a Lancered, or Lancered roof, flat. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm trying to say? Uh, what? Did you know that? No. <laughs> Our house was flat to begin with. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I, the homeowner I, told me that. That's, that's just And not. then the year after the original homeowners bought it, they bought it when it was about a year old and they pitched the roof. I do not know how that's possible. But, I don't either. But that would be interesting. That's what I was told. Huh. It could be wrong. I could be wrong. But that's what I was told. <laughs> so... Anyway, the roof it was pitched, but not majorly pitched when we That's a normal 310 pitch. Yeah. yeah. But the entryway in particular and the kitchen felt really closed in. Like, you know, you entered into the house and it, I think it, had it was a drop compounded. Ceiling. Yeah. So it was a normal eight foot ceiling, but they had dropped it down with those gross like supermarket, you know, drop ceiling tiles. Lightings. Yeah. 
Fluorescent lighting in the kitchen. It was bizarre. So it was about seven feet tall with the drop ceiling, and I'm 6'2", so that's way too... <laughs> it, <just> felt, <laughs> it felt like the ceiling was coming down to grab you, yeah. right? So we knew immediately this was not going to fly. And even with removing those weird that weird lighting situation where it was dropped down, it just still needed to come up higher. So I think the first thing that we did right was that we pitched the roof line in the entryway to make it also have more mid-century character. Mm-hmm. And then that really changed the look of the home totally, from the curb too. Totally. Add a lot of um kind of modern mid-century interest to A-line. the front. Mm-hmm. It has home. sort of an A-line roof line now. And then in addition to that, we took the roof off the kitchen great room dining area and pitched it and just made it a lot grander, right? And it makes yep. the house feel a lot more open and, you know, yeah, just airy. Makes it feel a lot more airy. Yeah, ceiling space is huge. We didn't build, so we couldn't make the house 10-foot ceilings throughout. Mm-hmm. But um, we were able to take an old home. Ours was built in 1971. And we made it feel a lot grander, more spacious because of adding some important headspace in certain spots yeah. of the home. Yeah. So back pat number one. Here we go. Back pat. Yep. Patting yourselves on the back for pitching. Raising the roof. Yep. Raising the roof. (laughs) Okay. Number two. Number two was opening up the kitchen. Yeah. So the existing kitchen in the house was itty bitty. It was really small. It, It was just not functional. Even if we would have replaced all the cabinets mm-hmm. and just kept the footprint of the kitchen, it just was not what we wanted it to be. Yeah, we wanted that space to be a combined kitchen, living, dining space and big enough to comfortably accommodate all of those uses. And um, we thought about different ways to add space. We act- we ended up removing a bedroom that was next to the the space to add all that square footage to that combined space. Uh, but even after adding all that space, leaving the kitchen in the corner it was in just didn't work from a flow mm-hmm. perspective. So we reconfigured the kitchen by eliminating a bedroom. And, you know, I think 10 years ago, the more bedrooms, the more bathrooms, those are the things that were really important. You know, if you talk to a real estate agent, well, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, right? But we eliminated a bedroom in our house. And I think that's well, kind of well, the we way. we added one in the basement. But yeah, we took one from the main level. And bedrooms on the main level are probably better than on the lower level. But right, that but was that's a trade-off. kind of a trend, I think, that that is people are looking at getting the most comfort, the most luxury out of their house, even if it's small, mm-hmm. rather than, okay, I have this many bedrooms and this many bathrooms, but they're tiny and I can barely fit a bed in there. Like that doesn't matter near as much as I have a large master suite. I have a large kitchen Mm -hmm. that's much more functional. I think people are looking at that more. So we felt comfortable eliminating that upstairs bedroom and only having the master and the nursery on the main floor rather than having three bedrooms on the main floor. Yeah. And that allowed us again to move, the kitchen from one corner to the other corner of this now combined space. And there was now plenty of room for a living area, plenty of room for a dining area. As part of this, we added a pretty small, like four foot addition off of the side of the house. 
to allow for just a little bit more space for the dining area, which was totally worth it. I mean, that, that has made a huge difference in the amount of space we have there. And because we were doing that addition and raising the roof in that area, we removed all the exterior walls and just completely reconfigured that space, which was awesome. So glad we did that. I'm so glad we did that, too. I think people have a moment of surprise almost when they walk into that portion of our house. Like, I was not expecting this. I was not expecting a kitchen this grand. I was not expecting to feel this sort of comfort level and luxury level in a house this size. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that goes along with number three in our list, which is larger windows. So in that space, because we removed the exterior walls, we were able to rebuild them any way we wanted. So we built them with massive windows all around that those two exterior walls that are part of that space. And it just allows for the light to just flow into the house. And that's an area where we spend a lot of our waking time. So, mm-hmm. And we love natural light. So it allowed us to have a ton of natural light coming in. Yeah, that was actually number one on my list when we were designing that great room area. I told our draftsman that we worked with, I said, I want this whole room to be windows. I want the whole room to be windows. And we really had to finesse it in order to get windows that big and that grand. Um, But that made a big difference. I will also add that in the basement of our home, we dug down deeper to make the basement windows bigger in the bedrooms because they were those small sort of long squatty mid-century windows old windows that that often come in a house built in the 60s or 70s and so by digging down deeper you can, it doesn't even feel like a basement anymore right yeah we had to um what Jen's talking about is we had to take an excavator and dig probably about 8 feet down from grade level in on the outside of the home dig way down and open up both sides of the foundation wall in those areas so we could cut through the foundation and expand the size of the window mm-hmm. hole and thereby really like double the size of the windows and yeah it had the effect of allowing a lot more light into those bedroom windows when we were renovating and we had dug down and the windows weren't in place yet I literally had a nightmare about a mountain lion getting stuck in our basement. It would like <laughs> crawl down and jump or a deer getting like stuck inside our house. Totally feasible. Totally feasible. Because we live <laughs> on a mountainside. Could have happened. Could have happened. Could have happened. I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah. But I was like, I kept having like this vision of John going up and checking on the house and opening up one of the bedroom getting doors eaten and getting lion. eaten by a mountain lion that had crawled in our house. There was one. I was there very late every night <laughs> until like 2 a.m. Uh, almost every night working on this place. And uh, there was one night because there was a period where we were doing demo and literally <laughs> I had like two lights that even worked in the house. And so it was pretty dark really late. (laughs) And there was a portion where we had those exterior walls torn off on the main level. And so it was like open to nature in the middle of the winter. And I remember hearing rustling out in the backyard. It was large rustling. It it felt like more than a cat and (laughs) like a small house cat, I mean. And I look out (laughs) and I see these eyes peering back at me, like these bright yellow eyes, because I was shining a flashlight and it probably was just like a small cat, but to me, it looked like a mountain lion. <laughs> so it was enough to freak me out. Yeah. And which, again, you may be thinking it was not a mountain lion. 
we have mountain lions go through our neighborhood all the time. All the time. In this, fact, this last week. This last week. And yeah. and in fact, recently we had a neighbor of ours who's one street up from us capt their security camera captured three mountain lions killing a deer it in was their a, backyard. A mother and her cubs. She was teaching them. She how was to teaching hunt. them how to hunt. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, it wasn't a mountain lion, well, I'm like heck been. yeah, it was a mountain lion. <laughs> Luckily I didn't <laughs> or get a eaten. bobcat, which we also have roamed through our neighborhood frequently. Come to think so. of it, that was pretty dangerous. Because, again, it was open to nature. The two oh, yeah. walls were missing that. Totally. I, I would not have been able to run very far from that mountain uh-uh. lion. Nope. It probably was a mountain lion. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you were spared. It was an act of God. You were spared. <laughs> right. Okay. What's the next one? Uh, all right. So number four, this was my addition to the list. Redoing all the insulation in the home and adding other energy efficient features. So... I think we've talked before about the worst project I've ever done, which is removing all the ceiling, the attic insulation, sucking it out. That was horrific, but I'm glad we did it because we blew in new insulation in the attic and much deeper, like twice the thickness, so Mm -hmm. a lot more energy efficient. And then we went around, we opened up most of the walls, including the exterior wall, so we were able to replace the insulation throughout the home. And we say replace... But the basement didn't have any insulation. There, I was shocked that there is there was no insulation in the basement. And can you think about that for a second? In well, the winter time yeah. in Utah, in the mountains, there was no insulation. The children who grew up in this home, there were bedrooms. They in the were basement. icicles yeah, yeah, in they, the winter and time. They probably froze to death. They froze to death. And there was an exterior door in the basement. We have a side entrance that was hollow. It court. was hollow court. There was. It wasn't even a <laughs> thick. Door, exterior. One karate kick, and that door would have been kaput. So no energy efficiency, especially no. in the basement. And I was especially surprised by that in the basement because we have like a – the grade only goes up about halfway up the wall in the basement on one of the sides of our home because we're on a mountainside. And you'd think at least on that portion that was completely open to the outside that they would have insulated that. Because I think the theory back then was if you're below grade – the dirt outside serves as all the insulation you need. You don't need insulation on the inside. And even if you had that theory, it wouldn't apply to the portion of the basement that was open to the outside. Anyway, so we added all of that throughout, and then we added LED can lights throughout because those are much better now. You can have them look and feel like normal bulbs. And, you know, a few other features to make the energy use of the home much less And we have really noticed the impact of that. I mean, our home is about almost 4,000 square feet, and our utility bills are like $100 a month for electric and, you know, about 60, 70 a month for gas. And so on average for all of our utilities, it's about 200 a month. And just talking with other people with homes our size or larger, it, that's that's pretty small. That's not very much to keep this place lit and heated. And I was geeking out a little bit because my brother bought an infrared camera. And so we walked around in the winter after we had finished the renovation here and just looked at all of the walls with an infrared scan. And that shows exactly where you're losing heat. And I could almost find no places we're losing heat in this house. And it made me really happy. Really proud of myself. Good job. That's another backpack. Thanks. Good I'm job. patting myself on the back for that. Okay. One. What's the next one? Number five was I can't read my writing. <laughs> oh, yes. We kept the character of the home. <laughs> you can't read it because this is my addition to the list. Uh, yeah. 
So probably, well, I would say near the top of my design pet peeves is when people buy a house and remodel a house and do not keep it within what the house is supposed to be. Not every house is a modern farmhouse, people. (laughs) Not every house should be a modern farmhouse. Not every house should feel mid-century, frankly. Our house is mid-century. We wanted to keep it mid-century. We wanted it to feel like there was original character in this house, right? If your house is built in the 1900s, don't try and make it a modern house. I think there are ways to add in design elements from different styles, but don't try and change what your house was meant to be. But that doesn't necessarily mean not renovating portions of the house. Because I'd say we completely renovated this house. Yes. But we did it in a way that still maintained the character and style of the home. And I would say we added character that stuck with mid-century by doing things like adding the pitch and doing a really simplistic railing inside. And, you know, we we kept it feeling mid-century. We also added light fixtures in that felt very mid-century. We kept a fireplace that was original to the house that was art deco. It was floating. Just look for ways to keep that character in your house because you can tell when you walk into a house and it feels like the feng shui is off, right? It's because you have made it into something it was not meant to be. <laughs> yeah. And you may not be able to see it with if you don't have a trained eye, but um, there are signs of what a mid-century modern house should look like, the way it's laid out, the way that the roof pitches, the... You know, there are some things that unless you're really educated about what that style is, you may not know how you're modifying it in an inappropriate way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so those are the things that we think we did right, our top list, although I think we did a lot more right. Sure, yeah. Than that. We, we could, did some we good could things. Totally pat ourselves on the back more. Lots of back. Here, I'll pat your back <laughs> and you pat my back. Sounds great. And we'll give each other high fives. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We hope that you walk away from this with some inspiration and a little more know how about how to tackle your next design project. Next week on Heart of the Home Podcast, we're going to be talking about the five things we did wrong or that we regret or yep. that we regret or that we wish that we could change right yeah dun 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 <laughs> so we'll see you next week i'm jennifer stag and you've been listening to the heart of the home i hope you'll subscribe review and rate this podcast and tune in next episode for more heart of the home thank you so much for listening <laughs>